Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Next Brave Thing. Thank you for your patience. I have had a couple of weeks off on recording podcast. And last week I had my friend Bernie Uli back on the podcast, and that was really great. Um, and today I want to actually talk about comparison and dive into what I've learned about comparison because a lot of us struggle with it. Um, I'm yet to meet someone that hasn't kind of in some way measured their life against someone else's. Um, so I'm going to jump in and talk about that today. Um, but my goal for the next few episodes and few weeks is really to have short and simple podcasts with different ideas and concepts, uh, thrown in there. And, um, I'm also excited. My cousin is actually coming on the podcast to share a story, uh, that I really think is a powerful story and it's going to bring so much uh, hope and redemption and enlightenment to you guys. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But I wanted to talk about comparison because I work with artists. So uh, obviously the topic of comparison comes up a lot because I um, we're in a school environment as well. So we're in a growth environment. So you can't help but kind of measure where you're at to someone else. And I have been sort of unpacking the different ways that comparison shows up and um, comparison and scarcity are functions of shame, the overwhelming feeling of not being not good enough. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I put out a podcast on an abundant mindset. And so many of you actually reached out and said, I want to learn more about that. I want to be coached in that. And so if you are looking to get coached in the area of building an abundance mindset, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm definitely taking on new clients. So you're welcome to just reach out to me, email me, and we can set up a discovery call. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about comparison because so, it's so connected to uh, shame and scarcity and the lack mindset. Um, and then I want to kind of dive in and dissect what it is. So there is like a healthy admiration for others where we can feel inspired by other people. And some people would call that comparison, like oh, I'm inspired by this person and I compare myself of where I can go. Um, and I think that's super healthy. Like I, um, have so many people in my life that I really admire and look up to, um, and I think the thing where it gets into dangerous territory is where I start to create a hierarchy in my soul of them being better than me or someone else being better than me. And what I really believe is that our, our worth is inherent. And like when we came into the earth, like when we were born into the earth, we were like spotless and it was pain and shame and programming. You've heard me say, it, say this a million times that kind of turns us into this person that 
where we have low self-worth and we make low self-worth choices. Um, But I really believe in restoring your sense of self and your self-worth through uh, so many different healing ways that you can go about doing that. But I like to kind of look under the hood of where comparison is ruling our life. And there are some like so many quotes on it, like comparison is a thief of joy. I think Theodore Roosevelt, I just can't even say the name, but Theodore Roosevelt says, um, but I think like our world and society is told so much to like not compare yourself because it's bad, but we actually don't really know the deeper inner workings about why we compare. Um, And it's very much a worldly system where we measure our enoughness to someone else's enoughness. And it's so interesting because it's so instinctual to compare um, different friends that you have, romantic partnerships that you have. Um, You could compare your ability. There's so many ways that we compare and it can be quite subtle. Like some people would say, oh, I don't really struggle with comparison. Um, But they really maybe don't have a lot of awareness around ways that they do compare. So I'm going to crack open and explain a bit more and give you language about what comparison is. And then I'll give you a personal example about how it's manifested in my life and then ways that we can actually really um, heal and integrate and move past uh, thoughts around comparison. So um, Brene Brown talks about upward comparison and downward comparison. So upward comparison is when we perceive or we see someone performing better than we are. And in contrast to uh, downward comparison is where we compare ourselves to people who are doing less than. I remember being in drama school and it would kind of make me feel at ease when someone else would drop their lines or not being, I don't know, when someone else was kind of failing, that would actually make me feel better because I was like, well, at least I'm not as bad as them. (laughs) Not a beautiful kind of mindset, but it, it definitely would, uh, yeah, like help me. It would be a tool, an unhealthy tool to make me feel better. But then upward comparison where I'd compare myself to people who were better than me or had more money than me or had more friends than me. And that's when it gets super toxic. So both, uh, we're looking for some sort of outside validation to, to validate our sense of worth. Um, and that's a very hyper, um, like it's a very, I don't know, hypervigilant way to live, like where you're constantly trying to see who's less than you or who's better than you. And that's its own kind of hustle. Basically saying my sense of self-worth is shaped by comparing other people. Comparison also says I need to be like everyone else, but better. So I just think like I have lived like this, but it feels like such dog paddling through life energy. When you're living that way, you're constantly on edge, but, and it's part of having a lack mindset. Like there's not enough to go around. So I need to be better than other people in order to get what I want. And in some ways that can be half true. Like there is this sort of 
um, win when we perform, when we, when we try hard, there can be a win to that, but that is not what it means to live a wholehearted life, believing that you're worthy of love and belonging, whether you perform or don't perform. It's also in the comparison family is envy and jealousy. And, um, the book Atlas of the Heart, which is what I'm kind of referencing in today's episode, really, um, explains the difference between envy and jealousy. And I probably use the wrong words, uh, all the time. I'd be like, oh, I'm so jelly. I'm so jealous of you when it was actually envy. So envy is occurs when we want something that another person has. So for example, you see your friends on a vacation in Greece and you were like, ah, I want, I want to go on that vacation to Greece. Like I wish I could have that. And then jealousy is when we feel losing a relationship or a valid part of a relationship that we already have. So jealousy could show up as, I don't know, you're dating someone and then some girl comes along and he thinks she's attractive and you, your fear is around missing out, losing him. And so the way through this, um, and I always teach my students and a lot of therapists would say this, let's not label good and bad emotions. They're more messages. So when we feel feelings of jealousy, envy, comparison, not that comparison is actually not an emotion, but maybe jealousy and looking when you really dig into what's inside the comparison, um, I don't like to look at it as good or bad. It's really more just the behavior that comes from feeling that emotion. And really like all triggers like jealousy or envy are an indicator of something that you feel like you're lacking within yourself. And so what um, I like to view all triggers as an invitation to integrate more self-worth and more freedom. And so if I have jealousy coming up, I'm going to actually look at it, investigate it, get curious about it and think about when did I start to feel this kind of feeling? When was the first I go back to a memory to kind of discover why I am feeling that feeling? Most people I talk to are in deep denial about how jealousy and envy show up in their life. And I thought I was too, because I labeled comparison or jealousy, envy as a bad thing. And I like to move away of labeling that because then I've made a judgment about it and I'm not going to actually get healing to a place that I hold judgment. So when I get curious about why is jealousy showing up and what, what happened to me that made me actually experience jealousy. So I'm going to give an example of how jealousy has shown up in my life and Something that I've discovered about jealousy is it's so unique to each person. Whereas I would have thought like, oh, everybody feels this, this way about this particular thing I'm comparing myself to. But when I've actually dug into my own family mapping, my own way of 
viewing the world, looked at, really looked at my lens, you actually see that we see things the way that we are, not as though they are. But then we have confirmation bias that actually looks for evidence for that thing to be true to us because we're looking to solve something inside us. So it actually takes work to really dig in and look at your own coding and your own blueprint. Something that I would constantly, like it was very subtle, but I would constantly feel jealous about was younger women. I would feel like, oh my gosh, someone younger is going to come along and take what's mine. They're going to take my job or they're going to take my relationships or they're going to take my romantic relationships. And oh my gosh, someone younger is going to come along and steal the attention that or the place in my job or something that I uh, worked hard for and I'm going to lose it to someone else. And then I dug a little deeper into why I was having such a strong reaction and towards different younger women in my life. And then I realized like when I was little, I was about, I think I was four or five when my sister was born. I went from being like the only girl with brothers to having this cute little girl come along, Charlotte. She did nothing wrong, but she took all of the attention and Um, you know, my parents did the best they could with so many kids, like to give us the attention, but I actually don't think it's physically possible for our parents to give us all our attention and equally all at the same time. But I think I just realized like, oh, when my sister was born, that's when I lost attention. And so how it was manifesting in my adult life was in my career, in my relationships. And I just had this thought of like, oh, younger women are better than me comparatively. And so how I worked through that was actually, and I've talked about it quite a bit on um, like my podcast, is kind of going back to little Ella, who was four or five years old and telling her like, hey, you're not less than just because a little sister came along. And I know that kind of feels a little weird to say that, but I had to actually go back to that moment where my sister was born and actually give my four or five-year-old self attention and validate her and tell her she was good enough and that there is enough tension in the world to go around and I'm giving her attention. And what that did, as crazy as that sound, but it kind of is quite magical, it kind of reconciled something because from the ages of zero to 12, we take, we have such absolutes about that time in our life. And so we don't understand nuance and complexity. And of course, a new baby girl is going to take attention. And that doesn't mean you're less than because your sister is getting more right now because she's a newborn and you're a lot older, so you can help a bit more. And so that was like what was coming up in my adult life. And when I did that and reconciled that, and I didn't even do that in a counseling session, I just kind of became aware of like, oh, wow, I'm comparing myself and I'm constantly getting tripped up by this, but I don't have to be. I can be free and really celebrate younger women. Like I love younger women. 
And so when I actually reconciled that, that that was actually a me thing, not a younger woman thing, because I think we can naturally just blame every young woman is going to come in and take something. But that's a really powerless place to be in. And I don't want to project that onto the younger women in my life. And it was really interesting. I was talking to a friend about that kind of like trigger around comparison that I had. And then she was like, it's so funny. I actually compare myself to older women. I think they're so much smarter. They've been in the world longer and they're so wise and I don't feel wise and I want to be wise. And I was like, oh my gosh, this comparison thing is so based on our wounding. And so when we have a wounding from our childhood, we are always going to look for evidence about and confirmation about why it's true Or we'll find ourselves hustling and proving. And I can imagine like if I really wasn't self-aware, I could go down the path of like, I need to, and stressing out about like, I need to look young. I need to look young. But then it's like, oh my gosh, that is such a hustle and so exhausting. And I can actually learn and grow an expansion of women who are older, who have walked in such and embody such a, great level of self-love and self-acceptance that they're not worried about their age. They have a great relationship with aging. And so I feel my mind and have um, expansion on looking on that rather than what I'm not. And that hustle of time's running out and I've got a dog paddle through life. That's so exhausting. And so hopefully as you listen to this, you'll be thinking about the own, your areas of where you've shown comparison or where you were, you felt like comparison first came in and hopefully we'll provide some hope around that area. And I know when I meet with clients, I'm always going like, I know that this is kind of happening in your current circumstances, but where did, what's the origin story about when this feeling of comparison first came in? So I hope this episode gives you some insight that is a little deeper into what comparison is and how to move through it. But ultimately we need to change the narrative of our comparison stories. And we get to do that by looking at people around us because we need to see to believe that it could be possible to us. Like sometimes I will hear people like really comparing themselves about, I don't know, like friendships or finances or their creative gift, like that person's getting more favor than me and all of that. And I think ultimately the thing that has anchored me is I keep focus on my own journey. Like I'm trying to stay in my lane, stay focused. And I really do believe like we're all made so uniquely and, um, And I just kind of live like there is no other Ella Hooper out there. And I'm so good with that. And um, the more I have grown in acceptance and self-love, the less I compare. So I hope that gives you hope. And feel free to share the episode with your friends. Feel free to book in a life coaching session with me. And I look forward to you sticking around for next week's episode. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.